0: Welcome back to The Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. And to all our affiliates who are now joining us here on the Talk Star Radio Network, welcome. This is The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And The Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. That's 7 p.m. Pacific until 11 p.m. Pacific right here on the Talk Star Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, the Caribbean, Central America, South America, the Pacific Rim, 20 Asian countries, and across Europe. Our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. Let's take a look and see who's just logged on within the last five minutes at x TV and x Radio. Let's uh, see. So we have listeners in Hamilton, Ontario, Palano, Texas, Salinas, California, Toronto, Ontario, Los Angeles, California, Sarnia, Ontario, Santa Monica, California, Montreal, Quebec, Atlanta, Georgia, Brooklyn, New York, Hamilton, Ontario, Wilmington, Delaware, California. Uh, let me see. Calabas uh, California. Providence, Rhode Island. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Avonsville, Indiana. Toronto, Ontario. Marionette, Wisconsin. Cookville, Tennessee. Montreal, Quebec. Toronto, Ontario. Hamilton, Ontario. London in the United Kingdom. Greenville, Ohio. Broma in Sweden. Salt Lake City, Utah. Toronto, Ontario. Lon- Lon- uh, Londrina, Brazil. Lethbridge, Alberta. Odenton, Maryland, Fredericton, New Brunswick, Costa Valley in California, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Cairo, Egypt, Laverton, Australia, Nanaimo, British Columbia, Murray, Kentucky, Wichita, Kansas, Lima, Peru, Beirut, Lebanon, Los Angeles, California, Ottawa, Ontario, La Jolla, California, Eddyville, Oregon, Hi-Lo uh, in Hawaii, and Alexandra in Virginia. That's the group of people who just signed on within the last five minutes. And this is why I say the Zone is growing, thanks to you, the best radio audience anywhere, the members of the Zone Nation. My two guests this hour, Dr. Christian Von Lohr and uh, Christopher Valentine, are going to be with me talking about leprechauns, nature spirits, and much more. We're going to be talking to these two fine gentlemen who we've had the pleasure of having on the show before. Uh, Dr. Christian von Lohr is a modern-day seer whose clairvoyant mediumship inspires through connections of from the higher planes of existence. One's higher self, soul, ascended masters, prophets and saints, master and teacher guides, and a sitter's uh, cons- uh, crossed over family and friends to influence spirit whose attendance is necessary to deliver urgent messages. And joining uh, Dr. Von Lohr is Christopher Valentine. Christopher Valentine is the co-author of the best-selling books on nature spirits. If you could only see a gnome story and seeing and sensing gnomes and the magic of gnomes and leprechauns, it's natural. And their newest book, Magical Power and uh, Mystical Beings. Anyone for gin? Christopher Valentine together with Christian uh, speak around the country teaching people how to see nature spirits live during their standing room only lecture circuit, where the results are always fun and amazing, these gentlemen will be my guests this hour here on the X After all, this is truly a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free, and I will be back in two minutes with my two special guests this hour, Dr. Christian von Lohr. And Christopher Valentine, as the Exxon continues, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing. Remember 213 401 0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci fi radio programming anywhere 24 7 365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? Join me, Tim Bartley, co host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid January 2017 to the XZBN. And welcome back, everyone. Dr. Christian von Lahr and Christopher Valentine are our special guests this hour. Gentlemen, welcome back to the x Great having you with us on this uh, ba- uh, this uh, St. Patrick's Day special.
2: Yes, happy St. Patrick's Day, Robert. It's and great to be
0: back. It's great uh, having hello. you both back with us, and thank you very much for, uh, for coming on the show. First of all, I have to ask you, I know the answer, but I'm sure there are many new listeners since you and I last talked. Are, are leprechauns real?
2: Yes, they are, Rob. They are nature spirits like gnomes, elves, and fairies, and they're right here on the physical plane with us. They're just made of a lighter material known as etheric matter, which is lighter than air. So it's when you're looking at them, it's kind of like an overlay. They're very, very light material.
3: Yes, nature spirits and nature people are real. We go around the country teaching people how to see them mm-hmm. so that everyone can experience that fact. Proof is in, in the viewing, and that's what we try to do everywhere. Every city in the in the country um, on our weekends, and we go, we develop many techniques so that everybody can have success in seeing nature people. The leprechauns are one of the many kinds of nature spirits, uh, and they're celebrating, of course, this very special day. And they're a little bit different than other nature spirits in that they have that magical ability. Things go missing, mm-hmm. um, and they pop in and pop out. They do all sorts of things that we tend to attribute to magic.
0: How can leprechauns and nature spirits empower our lives?
3: Well, nature spirits and um, nature people in general um, are of this lighter matter called etheric matter, which tends to be health-oriented to begin with. And there's a layer of energy around our bodies called etheric energy, Mm -hmm. and that actually keeps us healthy. We can usually tell someone's longevity in life um, and their health condition just by looking at this blur. It looks like a grayish-blue blur of energy around our hands and arms. But nature people are the ones that build that up. Nature people, nature spirits, Mm -hmm. uh, are builders of form and all all religions, all spiritualities, if you go far enough back. We talk about these, um, these shiny beings, these deva, that um, build up this energy and bring form to matter. For example, they made the mineral kingdom. They take this universal essence that was out there and they start building the minerals and the atoms, and that's called a kingdom. And this kingdom of minerals actually led to the kingdom of vegetables um, and plants, which led to a kingdom of animals. And eventually that prepared us for this kingdom of, of mankind, So they are responsible for maintaining these kingdoms and ultimately our health. And this energy also has the ability to empower us because it's most natural for us. For example, uh, nature spirits know what would make us happy. They know what would make us most productive. They help us meet our soulmates. They help us have the uh, changes we require in our business relationships. They know about our health, and they also know about the inner child within us, and they try to bring that out of us.
0: What is the association with the, with the, uh, with the nature spirits, or with the leprechauns, and the elusive pot of gold at the end of the rainbow?
2: Well, the pot of gold is sort of a metaphor. It refers to the magic that the leprechauns can do, and in the same way, humans can do those same things, but we're not quite at that level. Leprechauns are special out of all the nature spirits in that they have the ability to traverse up into the astral plane. And so as Christian was saying, items may go missing. For instance, keys. A lot of people have this issue where they place the keys on the table or the dresser. They know exactly where they left them, and yet they are missing. And then maybe perhaps a few hours later or a day later, they find their keys, and it's exactly where they left them. That's an instance of leprechauns trying to get our attention. And the reason they're trying to do that is they're trying to get us to say, who did that? How? Mm-hmm. You know, where, where did the, Who's been messing with my keys and what you do in those instances is you, is you say leprechauns, you are welcome to join my family and what happens is you have the ma- magic of leprechauns involved in your life
3: there are like seven great planes of existence we tend to think of the one that we live on but there are others the, the area that we pass over to we call an astral plane as Chris mm-hmm. was alluding to there's one above it called the mental plane but all religions and spirituality calls it heaven as well no. but, yeah, in all total there's seven of these great planes But nature spirits have been here a long time, and those leprechauns have learned to go beyond just this physical one and are into that more magical astral plane. And so we find that if we ask people in the audience, whose keys have gone missing, who's been losing the remotes, who's been losing that book, and you always know you put it in the same spot, those happen to be the same people who are very interested in leprechauns. And so that's why we tell them the technique of just saying, who took that? And that is considered an invitation by the nature spirits, to be a part of your family, so to speak. In other words, they want to be associated with you. They want to start doing things that bring a difference um, in your life.
2: And There is a sort of magical leprechaun pot of gold in that they can collect etheric matter on their plane, and they say they use that, just like pixie dust, to help make magic happen on the physical plane for us. They just require us to think good thoughts about the nature spirits and have clear intents in life, where they can see that and make a difference.
0: All right. Here's a question for you, gentlemen. We have a listener in Hamilton. Her name is Gwen, and uh, she was uh, she was saying that uh, her ring that she usually puts somewhere seems to have disappeared. Now, if she welcomes the leprechauns back, will her ring come back as well?
3: well it's quite possible that the ring will come back, but. Let's look at it two ways. Okay. A lot of us uh, think that the leprechaun should be bringing us gold, and that's sort of the, the, the thing we're enamored with. But it turns out leprechauns also like gold, ah. so you have to be careful. Um, and we often tell people to put out rings that are broken, bracelets that are broken, or necklaces that may need some fixing. If they're gold, it's also an invitation to nature people to start doing something functional in your life and it's a gift that they prize as well. However, they do try to reciprocate and do something great for you. But, yes, if she, if that ring is gone, um, especially if it's gold or has gems in it, chances are it is leprechauns trying to indicate some things they want to do in the house. For example, maybe they want to take care of jewelry. Maybe they want to fix things. Um, maybe they just want to uh, make life better. But if she'll start saying, who took that? It's those special words, who did that or who took that, that invites them in, in which case suddenly everything in her life
2: starts working better.
0: So is it, I would imagine after you saying that, it's a good thing to have leprechauns in your life?
2: It absolutely is. All nature spirits, including leprechauns, are very, very good and virtuous. They're actually on an evolutionary path to becoming angels, just as humans are on an evolutionary path to becoming spirit. And so because they're becoming angels over long periods of time, They're very, very good. They don't have the physical stresses that we have in the density um, that we're living. So, their lives are a lot different in that they don't have all those problems and issues that we have to face. And so, they are very, very kind and good.
3: And it's not just the leprechauns that it's good to have, and there are many ways of, of bringing in the different types of nature spirits into your life. But because they know us so well, because they've known us for so long, some would even say longer than just this lifetime. They know how to bring up that inner child in us because they really know who we are and what makes us work. So this is how they're able to find the right relationship for us, direct us to the right job, help us get past some problems at work. And these are all empowering things also. The end result is we're living the life we should be living. We're happy. We're meeting the people we should be meeting. We're stress-free. So absolutely, having a leprechaun around is a pretty good
0: thing. Can animals see uh, nature spirits?
2: Yes, we get that question asked a lot of of the time in our lectures, and animals absolutely see the nature spirits, especially we have instances where cats can see them, people send in pictures where they have dogs looking at orbs in pictures. Hmm. And so not only do they see nature spirits, but they do see spirit or ghost on the other side. And we used to tell people in radio shows, that if you have cats you probably have an association to fairies and the other issue was that because cats can see nature spirits they can also see the gnomes running through your house and so we also tell people don't be upset if you have cats cuz you will also have gnomes even though that they can be chased mm-hmm. around it's 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 all right they'll still they'll still make do they, they kind of made a funny joke in that they said, don't worry about us, we can just take the, the cat's tail and tie it around a tree and we'll be fine.
3: This is often why we see cats just staring at their food bowl, even dogs too, just staring at their food bowl because the nature people around there are also thinking of this some sort of a food offering. But the cats and the dogs that see nature spirits or as Chris said, spirit on the other side, they're uninhibited. Um, they don't have any reason to particularly block anything like we do. Now humans grow up, uh, learning to think certain things are normal and certain things are, are not normal, and this is what prevents us from seeing them uh, on an everyday basis. But yet, nature spirits actually can be seen by almost anyone, because that energy is very close to us that they're made of. It looks and functions well in our world. It's just a little bit lighter than air. Now, here's the problem, that subconscious mind I mentioned that controls us. But also, we need to be looking out of that outer ring part of our eye, as opposed to the inner part, which tends to use the cone component of our eye to focus, the rod component we used to use a long time ago, like a million years ago when we couldn't sleep at night, and that allows us to see more two-dimensionally. So the depth that we seem to insist on our vision right now um, in order to get the focus and depth is actually the only thing that's keeping us from seeing nature spirits. So knowing this, it's very easy for us, and we go around the country every weekend teaching people how to see them. It's actually very easy to overcome this and teach people how to see nature spirits, just like those cats do.
0: It's that simple.
3: That simple. And again, it's, it's like I say, using that outer part of the eye, that component is made of, of rods, little elongated structures right. on our eyes, where there are little cones, too. It's sort of a, one of those National Geographic specials or something where they dissect the eye. Oh, yeah. And we used to use them a long time ago, like when there were dinosaurs mm-hmm. and, and uh, other animals around Because we couldn't just sleep, we had to sleep with our eyes open. So we had this vision that that worked uh, to detect motion. And that's a two-dimensional vision. And that's why you hear people in the New Age movement who see spirits talk about diffusing the eyes. It means if you'll stop focusing, you'll see things beyond this physical realm. But we're conditioned to focus. So it's actually a harder problem than it seems at first. 1-877-528-8255
0: one 877 528 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. ExoNation, my two special guests this hour. We're speaking with Dr. Christian von Lohr and uh, Christopher Valentine. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Gentlemen, we have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. I will be back with you in about four and a half, five minutes from now. Once again, we're talking about leprechauns. We're talking about nature spirits. We've already talked about the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So we're also going to be talking about the, the um, what's it called, the, the, the aura and how it fits into the world of things. And we're also going to see if maybe we can get these two gentlemen to teach us tonight how to see leprechauns. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We'll
1: be right back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network,
0: Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Dr. Christian Von Lohr and uh, Christopher Valentine are special guests. Uh, They are the authors of, let me see, uh, the latest book. Magical powers and mystical beings, anyone for gin. Their website, Exonation, is Mist of the That's MYST of the Oracle dot com. Now the title Magical Powers and Mystical Beings, anyone for Jinn? What yeah. does that mean?
2: Well, leprechauns are part of a special group called the Jinn. They are known by different names all over the world. For instance, in the Middle East they're known as genies. And they're also a a, a part of a special class called sylphs. And so the uh, new book is titled that way because we channeled a lot of the leprechauns in that book as well as the last one. And we also have a blue fairy who's special in that they are also part of the djinn. So it's a class of nature spirits that can go higher and do magical things and have more abilities. The reason we did that book, Rob, is we wanted to talk about things that
3: other people have interest in, such as dragons, unicorns, Mm -hmm. and other type of mystical beings. Now, they do exist. They're just not typical or common in our own physical reality, but they do exist in this kingdom related to nature spirits. And, for example, unicorns are the healing modality in the nature kingdom, just as we would use herbs and trees. Now, dragons are interesting in that um, we've always felt that influence because people have seen nature people uh, since the beginning of time, but the dragons have an association with wisdom. So we wanted to convey that historical significance of dragons. But even the Chinese, the Canadians, um, up in the, uh, the Alaskan area, the Indians, um, there's always some story or legend about uh, dragons, and um, they have that very special significance. So we go over a number of the many different uh, powers and, and special beings um, beyond just the nature people themselves with that fourth book.
0: Now, uh, why do children see nature spirits so much more easily than adults?
2: Well, that goes back to what Christian was saying earlier about our subconscious controlling us and trying to make us like everybody else. And children starting out don't have all those pressures of society. And a lot of times the imaginary friends of children are the nature spirits. And so they're always more open to seeing the nature spirits. A lot of people, when, they, when they're when they adults, they remember when they had special relationships with the fairies, for instance, or the gnomes. And when we teach our workshops live on how to see the fairies and gnomes, the children are usually in the first row, and they're usually the first to see the nature spirits come in because they're more open. And what
3: we like, and it's really interesting, Rob, is that the children have the same same story to tell as is in our book, um, which helps because there should be consistency in the way people see and experience nature spirits and nature people. Uh, by the way, we call them nature people when they start taking on names, and exhibit personalities and characteristics of, a, of an ego like we have, um, but children, as Chris was saying, because they're unencumbered, naturally start seeing what might be considered invisible friends. And as we grow up, them, yeah. we tell them they can't see them, so then they become uh, perhaps like you and I, where they're more difficult to see.
0: Now, when the when the uh, audience starts to see the the uh, nature spirits, when mm-hmm. you're doing your standing room seminars only, sure. What's it like to you? Well, What's it like for you, people, knowing that you've opened up the eyes, the minds, and the heart of all these people?
3: It has particular importance to me, Rob, because um, back in the beginning of the New Age movement, this goes back a few years ago when Madame Blavatsky wanted to, to, to start this enlightenment process in, in the Americas, um, one of the first things, her first objective, was to teach people to see nature spirits. That's what she wanted to do, because she felt if people could see nature spirits or nature people, they would suddenly realize there are other forms of life besides just ourselves. And this is also where we there was this connection to angels and to archangels um, Mm -hmm. and to spirit guides and all these other wonderful things we talk about. These are all real, but we need to have some introduction to them. Now, nature spirits happen to be very, very close to us in this physical reality that we live in. They're actually here also, again, just a little bit finer than air. So they should be the easiest to see. But, of course, she ran into the same problem we did. Um, we're not willing to easily see little people running around. So it turns out um, that we are willing to see spirits on the other side, such as our Aunt Lucy that passed over. And um, so in order for us to to teach people how to see nature spirit, we often start by bringing across people from the other side visibly in the audience for people to see mm. by raising the energy and the aura. Now, if everybody starts seeing the same thing, describing that experience the same way, everyone starts accepting, wait a minute, there's something beyond just this physical reality. So we have to walk them through a few exercises before they're even willing to accept it. And yet, in the end, we bring them all back to seeing nature spirits, which are right here in front of us and much easier to see. So it's exciting to me, of course, to carry on that work and finally complete that process that Blavatsky wanted to start to prove that there are other forms of life. So it's enlightening to us as well as the audience.
0: I would imagine that once a person has the ability and has actually gone through the process of seeing a nature spirit one time, it's very easy for them to see them again.
3: Well, nature spirits um present themselves in a couple of ways. So it's it's still a learning process. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, here and here's why. It takes right. a lot of energy um, at first and and this is the reason They are literally trying to get us to see them, too. That's why we want to get people to connect to particular gnomes and leprechauns, those that want to be what we call family, because they will put in extra effort to make themselves visible. It's the same reason we use psychic mediums and clairvoyance. When you come to see me, for example, for a mediumship reading, those spirits that we're bringing in are actually putting an extra effort to add energy uh, that's visible to us. Um, and, of course, we're doing our process, too, um, in the mediumship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the nature people, by becoming extra visible, it makes it easier, easier for us to see them the first time. But after a while, they don't want to expend all that energy, and so they'll start communicating um, telepathically. But you can see them every now and again when they decide to add that extra effort, and that's when they start bursting in and with color. But the first couple times we see them, they may be like outlines of energy. It's like looking at heat waves on the car in the summer. Right. And then when they see that you're actually serious about it, they actually have to sort of stand extremely still because their energy moves a little faster than ours. They're actually actually standing perfectly still, and then that h- tends to make them more visible to us. Um, but after a while, we also tend to adjust to them being around us because the, the subconscious mind tends to normalize. For example, um, and that's that controlling part of our mind, if we took our glasses and we wore them upside down, Even though we have different vision in each eye, we might even have bifocals, and science has proven this for for, uh, many decades now, the subconscious mind will start transposing things, and we will literally see perfectly fine in two weeks with our our glasses upside down. Uh, So our minds, our subconscious minds, will also get used to the fact that there are nature spirits around too, and they will start filling in the color and the depth, and it will be easier for us to see them. So we go through a number of phases in seeing them.
0: What can we gift leprechauns?
2: Well, leprechauns, as Christian was saying earlier, really do like gold. So if you have mm. some, maybe you have one ear and you can't find the other. That's a great gift that you can put out in the garden that you designate for the leprechauns or even in your home. The leprechauns really do like beer. And so this St. Patrick's Day is a great day. Oh, it day. is St. Patrick's Day today. <laughs> that's right. To put out some Guinness for them. We, we were doing a show in England earlier today, and they're really big on Guinness. So... Any type of beer would be gray. James's Irish, Irish whiskey is one of their favorites.
0: Oh, so. yes. One Anything of my favorites, too. Have?
2: What's that?
0: I said one of my favorites, too.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. So. We have to confess, though, it, it isn't actually the alcohol part that they're, they're after. Now, these things are made from, from hops and grains and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And they actually take the etheric counterpart. Every atom that exists, every physical atom in our world, is actually surrounded by the energy from all the seven planes of existence. Again, there's that astral plane, this heaven, which is the mental plane, uh, many seven planes. Um, so every atom has a little energy of all of those. That's the purpose of the chakras, by the way, to bring in that energy. So to the uh, nature spirits, they see the etheric energy. Someone in the astral plane would see the astral energy of that same um, alcoholic beverage, for example, and not the alcohol itself.
2: So it's important to know that when you're putting out the drinks that you can give to the nature spirits or even food, don't be upset if the next day you still see the beer or the food there because what the nature spirits are doing is taking the etheric counterpart of that food or drink and thoroughly taking in the taste and the nutrition and very rarely will you see the physical counterpart on the next day. It, it can happen sometimes, but more often than not, they're taking the physical counterpart, the etheric counterpart. This
3: is fun, too. They, they love, like, baked goods. I, I always call them, like, little Dutch people because <laughs> they loved all the baked breads and the cookies. And they like be- mashed potatoes and gravy, mm-hmm. which is really funny because one of the first ones that came into our group, they wanted that. So we made some mashed potatoes. I think it was for Thanksgiving I finally cooked. And so they're looking at those mashed potatoes, almost like a cat would look at their food. And they're actually becoming entranced and dazed by this big pile of mashed potatoes. And I see this gnome sort of rocking back and forth and literally fell right into the mashed potatoes and gravy. They were still dazzled by that pile of food.
2: And leprechauns are also known as tinkers, and they also work really well with leather. They're, They're the shoemakers of the nature spirit. So if you have an old leather belt that doesn't fit anymore, that's a great gift that you can give to the leprechauns. They're also great with working with electronics and energy and watches in particular. We have a story in the new book that talks about two watches that we had, that we tried everything to get started again. We put in new batteries, we checked everything, we cleaned them out, and we just couldn't get them started again. So we got the idea, hey, why don't we leave them out for the leprechauns? Maybe they can get them working again. And it is miraculous. About 20 minutes later, both of the watches started on their own again, And so that's the gift that we decided to give to the leprechauns. We said, okay, you guys can have these watches. So they're really into watches.
3: We like to explain to to people, too, how it is that nature people can work with electronics because they tend to make things work better. And they go, well, how can gnomes or leprechauns make computers? How can they fix those computers? Well, they don't go to ITT, Technical Institute, but they do have (laughs) an idea of the way things were intended to work. There's sort of a plan in the electronics initially, just like there's a plan in our body, in a DNA, for example. Right. Um, so they actually just resort to that plan and get things back to that original working condition, and then suddenly everything is functioning the way it's supposed to.
0: So, in the big picture of things, uh, Chris and Christian, mm-hmm. what are the or what is the purpose of nature spirits?
3: The nature spirits are builders of form, and if we take the, the translation of the words back to the very beginning, you know, we can translate interpretations these words back to almost 40,000 years, no matter where we go in the world. And they are builders of form, which means they they take this uh, energy that used to sort of swirl around the universe, Mm -hmm. just sort of doing nothing, just a bunch of plasma, and they start making these atoms. They make them coalesce into some sort of form. And this was the beginning of what we call the mineral kingdom, and that's how worlds are developed. And it's important that continually this, this form be developed. All the atoms have to be produced in some way. Um, everything in our on our elemental table, they make. Um, and they continue to do that. And that's the first level of form. That's called the mineral kingdom. And that was important because the second kingdom had to come around, which is the kingdom of plants. And this is where fairies started becoming more prominent because color became important and taste and things of those other characteristics. Um, and the third kingdom was animals. Now, all three of those kingdoms had to exist and still have to exist in order for mankind to live and function. So it comes in successive levels of kingdoms, and nature spirits are responsible for maintaining those kingdoms. Believe it or not, they're also consist- consistently maintaining our bodies, and that's why we have an etheric energy aura around our bodies that has like a grayish-white blur, and that's one of the things we teach people to see to prove uh, that there's an energy that we have related to nature people, and it's very easy to see this energy around us. Now, they have to constantly maintain that energy also. And we are the form, ultimately, that they're producing there.
0: I remember talking to a lady years ago, and she was telling me that trees also are part of nature spirits and that trees can actually communicate with you.
2: That's absolutely correct. We actually channeled a tree nature spirit in the Mm -hmm. second book, Seeing and Sensing Gnomes. We even have a picture of a tree spirit in there, because as trees age very uh, uh, long lives, you can start seeing forms of faces in the trees, and they also, because they live so long, gain a lot of wisdom, and they also can relieve or remove stresses from our body. That's why people hug trees, because they can take all your stresses and pressures and take it down to the roots of the earth. So it's kind of like a draining of pressures, but they can also you can also get messages by putting your hand on a tree. You can also receive messages telepathically by being in the vicinity of them. So trees are wonderful, a wonderful type of nature spirit that we can connect with.
3: All other kinds of life, all other types of life, um, usually occur in many many great numbers. Um, there are six thousand different types of nature spirits, six thousand variations of them, and about one hundred or two or three hundred years ago, we used to spend a lot of time trying to categorize all the different types of nature spirits another one happens to be clouds clouds are considered and and this is where the american indians came in also tends to be an evolved type of nature spirit and this is why they were getting information about their ancestors and things that were going on in life and and what the world was telling them because they could somehow get this communication or message to the spirits of the clouds
0: you and i have to take our final commercial break for this hour gentlemen it's great having you with us tonight we have uh, Dr. Christian von Lahr and Christopher Valentine, our special guest this hour. Their website is www.mistoftheoracle.com. That's M Y S T of the Oracle.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exome continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Exxon. Our special guest this hour, Dr. Christian Van Loor and uh, Christopher Valentine. First of all, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It's always a pleasure having you both with us on the oh, show. a lot
2: of fun. Thank you. Yeah. Uh,
0: question. Uh, little Pixies.
2: Yes. Well, we channeled Pixies. We did the first ever interview with them in the new book coming out. Ah. We learned a lot of information from them. For instance, they stay close to the ground. They are different from fairies, and they don't have wings right away. They develop them over time.
3: Actually, we think Disney might have gotten it right when they um, depicted that uh, the character, the, uh, what would you call that character? Chris, uh, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, yeah. Yeah. So we think it's actually sort of what they look like. And they have a lot of interesting stories about they ha- how they develop and, and, and lose those wings, too. When they give up a lot of the magic, for example, the energy around them, around the, the back of them, uh, starts to fade away, so they lose that that particular ability to, to fly, which is why we say they're close to the ground. And as they start developing, then those wings develop also. So they're an interesting type of character.
0: Where do they originate from? Where, where you know, for example, uh, have they always been in this in this existence with us?
3: Nature pixies or nature spirits in general.
0: Nature spirits in general.
3: Well, nature spirits, of course, would be all over
0: the all over the world. They're everywhere in
3: existence in many, many forms, because, again, they're built as a form, and they have a purpose to, to perform, which is developing all the different minerals, the ores, mm-hmm. the copper, the gems, all those types of things. But you notice, the, the, you know that the earth has sort of changed and shifted and, and moved around, and the Antarctic was yes. was the Caribbean at one time. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that's how um, the earth participates in the function of the nature spirits um, and, and moves the product, the end product, around. But in so doing, the nature spirits move around also, and they tend to to start moving around to our perception uh, along with civilizations. And so this is why we have stories of genies, for example, in the Middle East, Mm -hmm. and of leprechauns in uh, the Celtic countries, Ireland, for example.
2: Yeah, the, the nature spirits preceded us. And as Christian was saying, leprechauns are associated with Ireland and England, but that's just the name that that type of spirit has been given there. There's close associations around the world, as I said earlier, genies in the Middle East and different types of sylphs and beings yep. around the world. But every country has a history of the nature spirit.
3: But these nature spirits actually have preceded us by a very, very long time because, as I said, some form of the nature spirits had to exist before there were even plants and animals. And that's why there are many levels, even, of nature spirits. We say there's about 6,000 kinds And so we tend to talk a lot about the gnomes or the elves or the fairies, the leprechauns, the sylphs, and and, and, uh, even those dragons and unicorns. But there are sub-levels and many different levels of work going on. But they're all doing some function. They're all performing a purpose in life. And right now, besides building those minerals, as I mentioned, some of them are actually taking care of our bodies. And that's why there's two gnomes for example, associated with each of us.
0: Gentlemen, I hate to do this, but we've just sure. run out of time. We'll have you back on because this is a very interesting topic. And once again, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rob. Good night, guys. Take care. www.mistoftheoracle.com My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on Talkstar.